wiggity wiggity welcome to the Pinstripe Alley podcast. Another episode of the Basop is with you. Sean, do you like my opening? I did. I really wanted to comment and interrupt, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't. That would be wiggity 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 whack. Sorry, I've, I've been on a uh, crisscross binge lately, as in I've listened <laughs> to that one song. I think it came on uh, our rap station out here, and yeah, it's kind of in my Minnesota head. has a rap station? It does. Uh, well, I guess what, all rap station kind of answers the question I was asking. It's actually not only just a rap, it's a classic rap station. It's uh, 105 Oh, Vibe. so it's actually good. Yeah, 105 The Vibe. They play a lot of Biggie. You know, some Tupac in there, uh, Beastie Boys, uh, Criss Cross. They, they will sometimes bust out the Vanilla Ice, which is fantastic. That is awesome. I don't know. No, it's a very <laughs> – I like this. There are two two radio stations I usually – well, three, but the main two I usually like to keep on in my car is uh, the 105 Vibe, the classic rap station, and uh, 90, I think it's uh, 90, 96. I forget the actual – but it's uh it's like a LGBT pride radio and they play the most like awesome electronica dance techno music. I love it's nice. when back when I used to drive to work here, I would always have that station on in the morning because it just pumps you up before you <laughs> like wakes you up. <laughs> yeah, like before your job, you're like you <laughs> know it's like all right, going to work. <laughs> it's like you're telling me you don't want to be living in New York so you can get WFAN and the return of Mike Francesa? That is a thing that's happening, isn't it? It apparently is, and apparently because he's a giant man, baby. I I heard I did read something where like the new host, like uh, Chris Carlin, kind of tweeted at uh Mike and the Mad Dog both and just say "suck my d" kind of thing. Did he really? I think he did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's pretty great. But yeah, apparently he's coming back because there are people who said that they wouldn't want him back. So he went like not to WFAN's head, but whatever the parent company that owns WFAN, like he went to that company's head and be like, I want to come back. Why don't you just start <laughs> because, a podcast? Because, because people don't want me. No, but it had nothing to do with wanting to return to radio. It had everything to do with wanting to be a giant man baby. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean... WFAN is kind of the place for that with all the people who call in. Right. <laughs> and apparently, like, Boomer Esiason went off on him in the morning, too. I'm kind of, like, digging everything because I think it's really funny, but... I, oh, it's hilarious. I mean, I, from what I read, there are very few people at WFAN who actually like him. Like, I think they all think he's a real, you know a-hole and he kind of comes off as one i mean yeah i mean i wouldn't i would be surprised if people did like him and thought he was a nice guy because of just the personality he presents for the record he is always welcome on the pasop (laughs) (laughs) number one pasop listener mike francis (laughs) mike's on on the pasop oh god (laughs) That's it. Let's just, let's just go home now. I don't, I don't want to do no, this anymore. No, we, we have to talk about the Yankee Shaw. We do. Do we have to? Well, all right. Here's the deal. Well, I mean, well, I guess it is good good days in the Yankee land recently. Say, that's what I was about to say. Let's talk about the kind of bad stuff first. Let's get that out of the way. And then we'll go into everything that's going right with the Yankees. Sure. So the bad stuff, like, you know, Sonny Gray. So as listeners to the Pasap are probably knowing, because it's Friday, we recorded this two days before Wednesday night. So Sonny Gray started the game for today, and he was very 2018 Sonny Gray. 
That's bad, by the way. That's not good. I mean, he pitched better than he had the last start, but I don't know if that's really something we want to get excited about. He went four and two-thirds innings and, like, had 105 pitches. And only got, like, 14 swings. It was something like that. Oh, no, he only got 14 outs. So it's like, yeah, that's, you know... Look, CC Sabathia the night before gave you six innings, and I think... If, like, they didn't score those runs or whatever, Boone might have brought him out for a seventh. And, or, you know, plus CeCe Sabathia is coming back. You know, he's only two starts prior to, you know, his injury. So I'm totally fine with them easing Sabathia back into the role. But he went, he gave you six innings. Sonny Gray is, I think, only given them five innings once this season, which is bad. Yeah, and the thing with CC, like I, I get your point where you know he's coming back from injury, so you want it. But I will say Boone has shown a tendency to like not let his pitchers anywhere near the hundred pitch mark, except for like Severino a few days ago, and, and Gray. Then, apparently Wednesday now night. today, Gray. <laughs> but I think that had more to do with the fact that he was still only in the fourth inning, so it's like try and get whatever length out of him what we, that we, you could. I think we've established that. It's not a problem with his catcher, because Romine was behind the plate on Wednesday's game, and he was still nibbling away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was like, I was, when uh, the Twins hit that two-run home run in the first, I was annoyed, because I was like, oh crap, we're, this is like, we're doing this again already, like, we're starting, we're starting early tonight, huh, Sonny? But then I was like, kind of happy about it, because that means I'm not going to have, like, 400 articles about Gary Sanchez can't catch Sonny Gray. Like, no, Sonny Gray is just not good right now. Yeah, exactly. And who knows? Like, maybe it's an April thing. Like, before Sabathia, he used to be terrible in April. Like That, that was a thing. Yeah. yeah that I, Wow, that's so long ago, too, because now he seems okay now that he's obviously be, done more of a Andy Pettit approach to pitching. But, right. yeah, back bef- before, like, CeCe was terrible in April. So you hope that maybe, you know, Sonny Gray is just going through a rough April patch, and maybe Rothschild can, you know, figure it out, or Gray can figure it out, or whatever. But for right now, it's like I not I dread when he comes in to start. I'm 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 almost very over Sonny Gray. <laughs> I know. I'm like, getting close to it. I mean, at least the good thing is, it's like the offense has been picking him up. Uh, but yeah, no. Sunny Gray has to give you more length, and look, I would still do that trade um, in 2017 for him all over again. And as I mean, as of right now, I don't, I don't really think the Yankees have anyone to take his place in the starting rotation anyway. So, so you know, say la vie. But yeah, he, he needs to figure out his crap. No, yeah, and I agree. I definitely would do that trade again. I still don't think it was a quote unquote bad trade per se. Just it hasn't given the results that they wanted, but it's still a trade that you make every, each and every time because the the guys they gave up, I'm sorry, but I don't have any faith in any of them becoming, like, superstars or anything like that. Sure, like, James Caprillion, like, has that potential, but the dude has a terrible injury history already, and he's, like, never made it past A ball, so I am I'm in- not... I am admittedly rooting hard for uh, Dustin Fowler just because of what happened to him. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for them, but I'm not, like, I don't have the most faith in them. <laughs> I, I was almost going to say, like, what happened to him in O.co Stadium, but no, it happened in guaranteed 
rate field. And it's like, yes. man, you know, I know the Yankees are a corporation into themselves, but I'm real glad the stadium is named Yankee Stadium and not something like that. Yeah, it's the one redeeming factor of the team. I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, the Yankees are like the thing. The Yankees are a brand onto themselves, so they can right. totally name the stadium that because they are a brand. Yeah, and that you know you kind of have George Steinbrenner to thank for it. I I know I like kneel down before Giant Steinbrenner face anytime I'm in Monument Park just to praise Giant him. Steinbrenner face. Yes, praise praise him praise, praise him. Me. <laughs> but no, Sonny Gray needs to figure his crap out. Please, yeah, and like you said, they don't really have anybody right now because in like over the off season, Brian Cashman had talked about uh, Chance Adams being like the first person to get the shot out of the bullpen. Oh, not the bullpen, sorry, uh, out of the minors to you know come up and make a start if they need they you know take a rotation spot. But he hasn't been all that great so far this year. No, I mean, like, he had he's a, had his own struggles in AAA, so he had a it's not really like you want to rely on him. Yeah, exactly. He had a horrible spring training. Like just He had a just, horrible spring, and it's it's continued into the season. Yeah, I mean, so I don't even know who's next after him. I mean... It's Luis Sessa, literally. Uh, oh, wait, no, he might be dead right now. Is he? That's right. That's yeah, right. remember he, he, That's right, he came in one inning pitched and then got injured, right? Yeah, so he's dead. Oh, it might be that guy that they traded for, not the good Cole. Oh, AJ Cole. Yeah. He yeah. might be it. I, I mean, that doesn't exactly Keep going, Sonny Gray. Keep doing you. Do. You do you. Because <laughs> AJ Cole, <laughs> I was reading about that when they first signed him. I was like, yeah, this is not very good. I mean, they got him for cash considerations, so that's usually not a good sign. Yeah, no. But... I mean, with Garrett Cole, and that's what, like, he's doing really well in Houston. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Would've but, been nice. on the other hand, I think they wanted, or they offered uh, Miguel Andujar for him, and as of right now, I'm real glad he's on the team. Yeah, no, he's he's shown why, like, everybody was so hyped about his bat over the last year, because the dude... Loves his doubles. Uh, yeah, I mean, singles are for the week. Uh, extra base hits all the way. It, it, it's literally all he does, and he just comes in and hits. And the defense has been fine for the most part. I mean, he hasn't been great defensively, I would say. He hasn't been terrible. But... Like, there, you know, there's some soft liners down the third base line that he hasn't been able to, like, bare hand and throw to first, which, you know, right. fine. But, I mean, when he gets them... You know, I haven't really seen anything that would think, oh, he's a terrible third base defender. I mean, he makes some nice picks. Uh, his sidearm throw to first is interesting, but, you know, it's working, so I'm, I can't complain about it. Yeah, but most importantly, the bat. Oh, oh the bat is nice. Yes. His, I mean, those those doubles down the left field line are just, like, laser shots, too. Perfect. And it's crazy. Like, this team right now just... It, in general, like, the offense has really been clicking the last few games, and it's kind of awesome. Like, like if you go around the infield, like, who's the next man up? Didi Gregorius, who's freaking, like, an MVP candidate right now. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Sir Didi Gregorius is unstoppable right now. He, he's hit, uh, as of, and this again, this is recorded Wednesday, so as of Wednesday of this recording, he has hit four home runs consecutively 
in you know four home runs in four games. That's incredible. He's doing like it's just unbelievable what he's doing right now. And this again, like the biggest thing, the the my favorite thing about it is that yeah, like he showed the power last year too. Obviously, not like this kind of power, but he showed the power last year too. But he's like not he's walking at least. Yeah. And earlier in today, which is by far like a sentence you'd never thought you would hear about the 2018 Yankees, but Didi Gregorius was intentionally walked so the Twins could face John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's a thing that happened in 2018. I know, and it worked, mind you, because you know, right? John Carlo is not, you know, exactly seeing the ball. I mean, Monday he had a four for four game and hit like a huge monster dong, like just massive. But you know, other than that, he hasn't really, you know, he's been having better at bats. I'll give him that. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Like, I don't. The the results aren't quite there yet, but it's not as like you know, it's not like last week where he was just swinging at garbage. Yeah, exactly. Like the 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 eye has, seems like it, it's improved. So hopefully the results are next to follow because I think that's how it works, right? You start having the good at bats, and then all of a sudden you're like launching your dong. Yes, exactly. And man, again, that that dong was crushed. But yeah, no, I mean, there's no stopping Sir Didi Gregorius right now. He's he's doing everything well, you know. He's got nine home runs for the month. I know. The, and he's it's like, he's not only, even over. He's only behind Mike Trout for the league lead in home runs. With and again, Mike Trout is Mike Trout, but he leads the league in RBI right now. Yeah. Like Didi Gregorius doing his thing. It's incredible. Like. Like I said, like I like I think I've said on every podcast or every basop we've done, it's like imagine that like Didi Gregorius is actually improving, and Aaron Judge is also improving, which is scary. It's so scary, and I was actually talking to uh, Matt Provenzano about this the other day because he recently wrote an article about Aaron Judge saying like there's a good chance that Aaron Judge actually is just this good, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, what's what's amazing like. He is cutting down on his strikeouts, like which is which was obviously his, you know, his kryptonite here, his Achilles heel, whatever. And he's taking, you know, more pitches, or maybe, you know, there's also some parts like maybe the umps have understood that, like, because Judge walked a lot in his rookie year, that they understand like Judge knows the strike zone, you know, really well. So they're not calling so many terrible low strikes on him because you know there are some that'll always get in there because umps are umps but you know he's just right and that's fine like that's that's gonna happen but (laughs) just don't like take the game out of his hands completely like it happened sometimes last year yeah exactly it's just and you know he's i think they said he's hitting home runs at a lesser pace but he's still he's getting on base and he's still hitting like singles and doubles and everything like he's just a, a yeah. pure hitter, like it's an, and with with that power, it's scary. It is. I mean, he's not like the team leader in home runs, which is funny. <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up again because it's Didi Gregorius, and I never would have thought that. I know. Again, oh, that's he was, awesome. He was out for a month last year. I was just thinking, like, we should tack on this amount of home runs to his um, 2017 total, so he'd be at what? 30, I think 34. 34 home runs on the year, which is as much... Is he hit, like, what, 25? 25. Yeah. So, you know, D.D. Gregorius, a uh, 30, 40 home run shortstop. You know. There's a word for that, you know. 
euphorious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John Sterling. Thank you, John Sterling, yes. No, um, but with Didi, it's just, he does everything well, and I love his new thing where he just dances with uh, Gleyber Torres or, you know, all the... Didi wasted no time in finding a new best friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Oh, and... He, Batman has his new and improved Robin. I know, and he's just, he's so lovable. Like, that's what makes it so wonderful that it's Didi, because he's clearly, like, I think the soul of this team. So it's, like, well, it's so great to see, like, him just doing everything well. I mean, especially when, like, you hear the stadium-wide DD chants. Those It was the third inning, and he had to do a curtain call. I know. Had to, but they gave him a no, curtain he, call. He had to. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and I'm glad that you mentioned that he's the soul of the team, because I will have an article coming out tomorrow, which, I guess, for you listening, came out yesterday. And for you editing came out earlier today <laughs> about the Yankees as Infinity Stones because Avengers Infinity War comes out and guess who be is guess who represents the Soul Stone? Is it Sir D.D. Gregorius? No, it's me. Oh well, obviously too. I mean, you're you're clearly <laughs> the soul of this of the Pasop. Well, I'm the soul of the Pasop and the soul of the Yankees. Yes. <laughs> Without me, they're they are nothing. Shaw D.D. Gregorius instead of Sir D.D. Gregorius. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, it is Sir Didi Gregorius. He is the soul stone because he's the heart and soul of this team. Quick break, though. I am very much looking forward to uh, Avengers Infinity War. I'm so excited. I'm actually I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Oh, you are? I'm probably waiting till Saturday morning. because Let me let me tell you like one of the greatest things about living in Minnesota. Um, movie prices are so cheap here. Like, I was going to say that and just not as much people. <laughs> All that too. I mean, I don't mind people. I've lived. I lived in New York all my life, so I can deal with crowds easily enough. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I admittedly do not miss the subway, but no. Um, cheap, like cheap movie tickets. Like I remember, I forget what we went and saw uh, one Saturday morning before we went shopping, and it was just so cheap. Like we got a matinee showing for like uh, I think it was three billboards, and the matinee showing was like five. 75 a person and i'm like oh my god i got two matinee tickets for what it would cost me for one matinee ticket not even like a regular ticket because those are like 15 to 16 dollars right. for like an actual matinee showing in new york i got two tickets for the price of one and it's like i don't miss that at all i love yeah. going to the movies and i do not miss paying new york prices for movies no, for sure, I can imagine. Like, I live just on the other side of the Hudson River in I'm New sorry. Jersey. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Greg is wrong. I will, for those who are listening, I will never pass up an opportunity to uh, shit to be on wrong. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> to be wrong. However, I will not call it a pork roll because I respect you too you, much you, for that. I was going to say, because you like being friends with me. I do. I love... <laughs> I'll say, though, I do love how the Trenton Thunder, because they're, you know, they have no problem calling it a pork roll. Their their attire, their tweets, I I almost think they do it just to annoy you. They they do do it to annoy me, but it's this whole South Jersey thing. Like, South Jersey pretty much should just be, like, Pennsylvania. Nobody (laughs) likes South Jersey. It's just there. They're all, like, Philadelphia fans, and they say pork roll, and when you have those two things, are you really right about anything in life? (laughs) 
I, I really can't argue with you there because, again, <laughs> New York and I, I just use New Jersey to drive through to get to other places like Pennsylvania or really just Pennsylvania. I guess New Jersey gets way too much of a bad rap. It does, but I, it's not going to stop me from crapping on it. Oh, no, no, I know that. <laughs> but anyway, the point I was making is that we do still at least have, like, decent matinee prices. Like, it'll probably be, like, six bucks or seven bucks for, like, the theater I go to, which isn't bad. But I'm just very impatient and afraid of the world, like, spoiling things for me. I hear you, yeah. I hear you. So, I'm, especially I'm now, like, even though I don't have a Twitter, I tend to have to go on Twitter just to, like, research, like, Yankee news so I could do the link dump. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I, I don't blame you, like... I think a, uh, a younger me, or if I still lived in New York, I think I'd go and, you know, see it, like, opening night or either Friday night or – actually, what I would probably do is go to a Friday night or Saturday night showing at, like, uh, Alamo Draft House because mm. I collect – like, they have these awesome Mondo art, like, uh, pint glasses that they – Oh, those are nice. Yeah, I have a collection of them that's pretty nice, and I – from what I saw from the Infinity War one, it was okay. Like, you know, it wasn't wasn't that great, but still, like I usually so you wouldn't get those. you would still add that to the collection if you were around. <laughs> exactly. Like I have. I get the, that. Honestly, the nicest one of those I own is the Rogue One one. It's that's because it just looks like uh you know an army of stormtroopers with the uh adats. I do remember that because I've seen the. I don't know if you showed me the picture or I just like happened to see it elsewhere, but I do remember seeing that. I'm pretty sure I showed you the photo. That checks out. All right, but <laughs> more importantly, let's let's speaking. We were talking about Sir Didi and Glaber being best friends. We really yes. do have to bring this up because Glaber Torres is up. He's here. He's here. It's in this real life. Glaber Torres. This is the second baseman for the New York Yankees. Glaber mania is upon us. I uh, was I was fortunate enough to go buy tickets to what his major league debut. It sucked he didn't do anything, but I got to see him in person for the first time. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe me, I'll never forget um, when uh, Luis Severino was called up. I bought tickets to that. I went to like I went to that game by myself after work. Is like, nope, going to this now, and it was <laughs> awesome. Like he, you know, he lost the game because stupid. David Ortiz hit a home run off of him, but he looks so uh, good, and yeah. I was just so excited to see him. And yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, and like Torres, like his first at bat, you could see that he was like really anxious. But like even like the rest of the game, like like I said, he didn't get a hit or anything like that. But I thought his at bats had improved as the game went on that day. And then the next day he got his first hit. The day after that he got his first RBI. Today he had a, I think a couple hits. Oh, he's so. I think he's had a couple like multi-hit games in a row. He he's definitely now that you know all the nerves are gone and whatever. He's seeing the ball better. No, for sure, and it's awesome to see. Like, well, like on Sunday, what was really great is because Neil Walker was given the day off, and so was Brett Gardner, and the Yankees had an all under thirty team. Yeah. For the first time since like 1989 or 1988, I don't remember the exact year, but yeah, the oldest player on that roster, uh, you know, in the lineup that day was Tyler Austin at 29, which I was like, he's 29, he seems older. Yeah, he's definitely like 74. <laughs> but the smudge keeps him young. Yes. Wipe your face. 
<laughs> it's the smudge of youth. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was pretty awesome. And hey, that you know, I believe that was the start of their yeah five. They're at the as of this recording, they're on a five game winning streak. Yeah, like that game against the Blue Jays that they like you know thumped on them on Saturday was like you know what? All right, this is this seems like a good time. I guess Brian Cashman saw the future, so. Yeah. You know, he, then he called up Glaber, and now they're on the, like, now they've won every game that he's been up, so. Obviously, obviously it's the power it of helps, Glaber. It helps to, you know, face the Twins, because, yeah. man. Look, I, I can't say it too loudly, because of right. obviously where I live, but. <laughs> I was going to say, like, how hostile has this week been for you? Honestly, on Tuesday, Maya didn't even watch the game, because after Monday's just, you know, beating, like, she pretty much just stayed in here and uh, stayed in the bedroom and whatever was like online doing other stuff. Yeah, she had no desire to watch. She watched this game and you know it was pretty fine. But I, look, it's it's yeah. Really I mean, I weird. guess if you're gonna watch a game as a Twins fan against the Yankees, you should watch a Sunny Gray game at least right now because yeah, he'll give you hope. The that's. Look, they have no hope when it comes to beating the Yankees, and I don't blame them. Like their record against us for is like, you know, no team beats them like the Yankees. And I find that funny just because we're about to head to Anaheim, where like I dread playing because we don't yeah. beat the Angels in Anaheim. We haven't for a long time, so maybe this is kind of like. I'm karma. also like really aware because the West Coast. Well, I'll say the West Coast is not too bad for me anymore because I'm in the Central Time Zone. I don't care about the time even anymore. I'm just remembering the West Coast trip last year. Oh yeah, the the one that cost us first place in the AL East. Yeah, like the Yankees just died. Yeah, they died and they played badly and they and they came back and they played badly. It was terrible. It was so bad. But yeah, with you know Glaber at second and Andujar at third, I, I said the Yankees have some questions coming up. Because uh, as of Wednesday, uh, Brandon Drury is like playing rehab games, and I think he had a good game down in uh, Scranton, Wilkes Bar. So I don't quite know what they're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't think there's many questions to be answered. Like, if you called up Glaber Torres, you're playing Glaber Torres. Yeah. Miguel Andujar, like, there's no way you're taking him out of the lineup right now. But. And that was the thing about Brandon Drury was like when they got him, like yeah, he could be a starter. He has this untapped potential, but if anybody else proved themselves, he's very easily sittable. Right, but I guess the question is, who are you sending down? A reliever? I mean, I don't know. Cause... Yeah, I mean, I would imagine because they are, I think, carrying thirteen pitchers and twelve position players. So maybe. Yeah, I would. AJ... I would get rid of. I was gonna say I would get rid of AJ Cole. <laughs> yeah, I mean he doesn't really seem useful. I know. I mean he seems you know moppish until like Adam Warren comes back, but yeah, I I don't know like because if they take Andujar Andujar out of the lineup right now, people will riot, and I'm honestly I might be one of them. Yeah. You you can't remove his bat right now. He's hitting all the extra base hits. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be one thing if like Tyler Austin wasn't hitting because then you could send him down. Tyler Austin's doing great. But yeah, he's doing really well himself, and like Neil Walker hasn't done crap. But I don't know if the Yankees are willing to like just say 
screw it to him this early in the season when, you know, they still, I, I, like Tyler Austin's been great, but I don't trust him to like, you know, keep it up for right now. Who knows? I mean, but I look at it this way. It's like, I don't know what you, you can do with Neil Walker because who do you have to play first if Tyler Austin goes down? I guess you can use Austin Romine. I'm about to say you could use Austin Romine as a backup first baseman, but you know, if anything happened to Gary, you know, that I don't think they would want to do that. So, right. And you know, there you think, well, Ronald Torres is expendable, but he kind of isn't. Cause again, like, Maybe you don't play him every day, but he is so good as a utility guy off the bench. You really can't lose that at this point. Like, he's he just comes in and hits. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be too upset if Ronald Torres is, like, the victim of all this. Because I think he's... I'd rather... I'll, I'll say right a, now, I'd rather have Andujar over Toe, but it's... Right. It would kind of, like, because Toe has done nothing wrong. Like, he's done everything right. He's no, everything yeah. the Yankees want him to be. A, hey, Glaber or Didi or uh, Andujar need a day off. Let's just put Toe there. And he just comes in and hits singles and doubles, you know, in the clutch. No, yeah, like, he, he, definitely, he definitely wouldn't deserve to be the casualty. But if he was, I, I would get it. To the dismay of many a Yankee fan right oh, now. but Fans would be... I, I mean, I would be upset also because you miss out on, you know, you know, high-fiving, <laughs> yeah, high-fiving Judge and Stanton and Dee carrying him, which is, like, the best thing. Maybe Dee Dee dancing with him because I love dancing Dee Dee. <laughs> I, I, going back to that, I do still really love him and Glaber's, like, post any, anything that happens, they celebrate with the dance. The win, Dee Dee hitting a home run, Glaber getting hit. <laughs> Like, does an RBI just do the dance? But what it, what it also reminds me of, like, this question of, like, who do the Yankees kick off the roster or whatever, it also reminds me, like, Jacoby Ellsbury is still on the roster, and is like, and that is a shame. <laughs> he's really clogging up the, the spot right now. Yeah, I mean, he's not on the active rosters, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's right? like... He, he is dead still, right? Yeah, I'm, he might be yeah, on his who... fifth injury, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I don't even care if like Jacoby Ellsbury news comes up anymore. I don't even feel like linking to it anymore. I know it's like what are we gonna, what are we gonna tell you that you don't already know? He's hurt. <laughs> but I do wonder like you know we have this right now like you were talking about when Brandon Drury comes back. What about like Greg Bird when he comes back? Because he seems like he's not too far away either. Yeah, I mean he's probably got a couple you know weeks you know a few weeks here and there. But yeah, I mean. Tyler Austin keeps doing what he's doing. Like you said, like I don't fully have faith that Austin's going to keep it up, but I mean, he did everything right Wednesday, like that three-run home run, laser shot, a nice like rocket double. He I mean, only a good catch from Robbie Grossman in like the 8th kept him from clearing the bases and he made a spectacular sliding catch. I mean, it's like Yeah. He just had himself uh he just had himself a night and he's He's doing what he needs to do. Is you know he's not throwing away his shot. No, for sure. And yeah, it's just a lot of times these things end up just answering themselves. So like maybe we don't worry about Bird right now because you know probably between now and then someone else will get hurt. But but what I'll, if they don't? <laughs> but no, I mean, but you think about it. if Austin keeps doing what he's doing, then 
and because they're not sending Glaber back down. Like you know, Boone made that you know abundantly clear. Like if Glaber gets called up, he's here to stay because we're gonna see what he can do. Like he's got nothing more to prove yeah. in the minors. So like, I mean, the only said, exception would be is if like Glaber Torres was just doing awful. Yeah. Like Tyler Wade status, then like I get it. Like, all right, maybe you're not just quite ready yet. Let's go send you back down, whatever. But even if he's just okay, you're not sending him down. Right. So I mean, like you said before, like I mean, they might just dump Neil Walker. I don't know, but they got... well, yeah. When Greg Bird comes back, it's a little bit easier to do, I guess. Yeah, because then you have you know you have your main third base, you know main first baseman and your backup. And, you know, give each other time off. And I'm totally fine with Greg Bird easing back into the role because I just don't want him to get hurt again. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, just actually sent Tyler Austin back down and kept Neil Walker just because do you really want to risk losing Neil Walker? Even though, yeah, he's done nothing, like, absolutely nothing so far. But <laughs> No, that's true. I mean. You know Neil Walker. You have the option. <laughs> Neil Walker is a historically good hitter, so you know it, you'd hate to lose that. But at the same time, they might just want to keep rolling with uh, rolling with the youth. And there's a chance they might be able to get something for him. Not like anything of like crazy value. It's not like they're going to get like a Glaber Torres type prospect back, but they might I, look, be able to get something to at least help the salary or something. Look, um, instead of just like. Brian, him. Brian Cashman got Serdita Gregorius for literally Shane Green, so I don't put him past. I don't put past uh, him getting a Glaber Torres type prospect for Neil Walker. That's true. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't question him. He's a, he's a warlock. He is. So I mean, but yeah, no, I mean everything's clicking right with the Yankees right now. I mean Aaron Hicks has come back and he's just you know been hitting well. Like he he's had some like. You know, crushed moonshots almost. Not moonshots, but like missiles into, you know, right field. Brett Gardner is yeah. just getting on base. You know, great. You know, he's continuing his awesome, gritty, gutty, leadoff guy stuff. And then Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to complain about. Like, the only thing I would say they still really need to work on is, like, defensively. They, oh, God. they are making still a lot of mistakes. Dude, I mean, that. That um, it was a Tuesday. They're you know they won like eight to three, and so I don't think it was really talked about, but they committed four errors in that Tuesday game. Four. Yeah. And like not. They really need to figure that out. Yeah, they they need to work on their defense, like you know, and base running too, but more their defense. Yeah, just right like now. basic fundamentals at this point. Yeah, it's like we get it. You guys are having fun. You're hitting dingers. You know, you're getting runs in. Good, but you know, work work on that D. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> Work hard on that D. We're continuing the slack thing. We are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, like we have, we forgot, like in terms of the infield, Gary Sanchez is uh, seeing the ball better too. Yeah. It's really just, and I this lineup, it's already scary. And then just imagine once like Stanton wakes up. I know. But that that shot Gary hit into uh, Monument Park, that was Ooh. a thing of beauty. <laughs> and he knew spoiler it. And he alert. like kind of just he wins. tossed. Spoiler alert! He's he represents the Power Stone. <gasps> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers for those of you listening who read this yesterday. I'm imagining, right? You guys are all read all my stuff, right? Good Obviously. job, guys. 
big big fan. Thanks, Clayton Kershaw, for reading my articles. Oh yeah, and again, shout out to uh, the Pasop. Yeah. We just sh- I just shouted out ourselves. I, that's- <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know how to react to that. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> like, yay, Pasop. That's the most arrogant thing I've done so far. Which is actually kind of surprising. It is. But I expect more from you. Well, thank you. I will try. <laughs> I will try to be more arrogant. Yes. Well, I'll try to be more me, and since we're trying to be more me here, we will go with the uh, Yankee and the <laughs> Mitre of the week. All right. All right. Uh, Shaw, who is your – I forget. We start off with Mitres, right? I literally forgot who we usually start off with. I think it's Mitres. We like to get the bat out of the way, so. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't know. I don't remember who we start with, but let's start with the bat. That yeah. seems to make more sense. Shaw, who's your Mitre of the week? Sonny Gray. <laughs> oh, taking the easy way out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But he's been crap. Yeah. Yeah, he has. I'm I'm tired of him. I don't like him. Well, I'm not, I'm not tired of him, and it's not that I dislike him, but I don't like him right now, and I'm tired of him right now. Yeah, you need to stop nibbling and figure out figure your crap out. Yeah, like every time people would comment that he's a nibbler, I would just post gifts of nibbler from Futurama. <laughs> but now it's at the point where I'm just like tired of it. So, yes. like, stop walking, people, dude. Just throw strikes. Well, nibbler once said like they're celebrated poopers, and that's kind of what Sonny Gray is right now for the Yankees—a celebrated pooper. He's, he is pooping the bed. So yes. So yeah, easy easy choice for a Mitre of the Week. <laughs> Who's your Mitre of the Week? Uh, it is Dellen Batances. Uh, uh, look, I miss good Dellen. I I really miss good Dellen, and I mean there are, even before that start, he was starting to seem like old Dellen again. You know, just pounding the zone with you know fast you know hundred mile you know ninety nine hundred mile per hour fastballs, and then going in that that wicked breaking ball, but. When his command is off, it's just painful to watch. Like, cause you know, you know exactly what's happening. Like his leadoff walks, and you know he threw the ball away. It's just like, come on. Like, it's to the point where it's like you, you really just you know toss your hat in the air, hoping like you, you can't bring him into a close game. Like, like yeah, I really don't know what you do with him anymore. Is it if it's his like mechanics? Is it like? Larry Rothschild, fix it. Do stuff. Please. Do your job. Because, yeah, like, when, you know, good Dellen is good Dellen, he's down, you know, damn near unhittable. But Yeah, he's, like, probably one of the most unhittable pitchers in baseball when he's on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when he's off, it's not even that he's unhittable. It's that he can't find the zone, and it's kind of dangerous. Yeah. And then, and then even him, like with the error, like um, was it on Tuesday that, that was it Tuesday that Tuesday, he pitched? Yeah. And then he just like sailed that ball while trying to like hold the runner on first. Like, dude, no. And I, what's funny stop is, it. Even before last year, I don't even really remember that being a problem. Like him holding runners. Well, that's because he. Well, it's because he didn't let runners get on. That's true. So he needs to just <laughs> go back to that. Yeah. That was a great strategy. <laughs> you know what? I don't have to worry about runners on first if I don't allow runners on first. Exactly. Think thinking guy emoji. <laughs> but please get get your get your crap together, Dylan. I I love you. Like I I think you're an awesome pitcher. I'm you know I hated when Levine said those things about you. And again, I'm blaming him for what's happening to Dylan because you know. Oh, it's a hundred percent Randy Levine's fault. Exactly. 
So 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. But please, just get your craft together, because I don't want them to trade you, and I don't, want, I don't want you to be bad. I like you. Yeah, and, like, I even had thoughts, like, do they, like, consider just, like, DFAing him? I mean, like, I know they wouldn't, because, like, he still has, like, the potential, so they probably would trade him for, like, something. Look, there are plenty... I think even with even with his wildness, there are plenty of teams out there who will absolutely take Dylan Batances. Right. But, man, is it, like, sad from what it was just, like, two years ago when he was... Or he was the man. Yeah. Or even, like, the beginning of last year. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine up until the end. Yeah. So maybe like, maybe he's doing a reverse and he's gonna be bad in the beginning and then lights out for the rest of it. I'm fine with that. Like again, like again, um, maybe Sonny Gray just has bad Aprils. Maybe Dellen just having a bad April. I don't know, but fix your shit. Let's yeah. I mean, I'll I'll deal with a bad April if he gives me like the normally April Dellen in September and October. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Just bring back good Dellen. Yeah. So uh, all right, happier topic. Shaw, who's your Yankee <laughs> of the week? My Yankee of the Week will go to Tyler Austin. All right. Glass shatters. <laughs> Sorry. Stone Cold Tyler Austin. He's, like we said earlier, he's doing his thing, he's shooting his shot, and he's not missing. No. He's he's doing everything he can to make the first base situation not feel like it has been the last, like, two years when Greg Bird wasn't around, and, you know, we were just, like, stuck in a bleak hole of crap. Oof. Yes. It's, uh, yeah, no, Tyler Austin, like you said, he's just doing what he needs to do right now. And, again, like, who knows what his future is? I doubt it'll be fully as a backup for the Yankees. You know, if Greg Bird comes back and does what we all know Greg Bird can do, you know, who knows what happens to Austin. But right now he's just showcasing his stuff, and it is good. Greg Bird needs to, like, when he comes back, though, he needs to stay healthy. That would be nice. <laughs> It would, it would and be nice. And do that all of next year, too. Yes. Please. I, I would like a healthy full season of Greg Bird. Greg Birding. Cuckoo! <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So Your Yankee of the week. I said it's it would be so easy just to say, like, Sir Didi Gregorius, because right. he's everyone's Yankee of the week right now. So I'm going to give it to... I will go with Brett Gardner because I but, love Brett Gardner. You know, he, I don't. I mean, I know we kind of talk about how well he's doing like every week, but he definitely is under recognized. I think. Yeah, it's because every you know we're focusing. Sir Didi is sealing the show. Judge is doing well. Gary and all the power stuff, but Gardner is doing exactly what Gardner is supposed to do right now. You know, filling in great defense, and he's just getting on base he's walking you know getting some nice seeing eye singles he's doing is that he is being the typical perfect Brett, uh, Brett Gardner leadoff man and yeah I, and I I'm not even it. I'm not even that upset about the fact that he's not really like stealing bases anymore because it's not like you know before when they needed to generate offense like behind him is judged and Didi then Stanton then Sanchez you know what? Just get on base, stay there. I'm good with it. Exactly, but he's still. I mean, he's very selective about his base stealing now, and that's good. Like he should be. Yes. Yeah. The, you do well, not. It was frustrating before because like there was no offense behind them, so I was like, "Come on, do something." Now it's like, "All right, pick your shot." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just and just you know because obviously he's getting older, and I believe this is the last year of his contract, so I'm getting to that worried point where. 
I don't know if he'll be a Yankee next year because, you know, they've got Aaron Hicks and Aaron Hicks is doing well and they're going to sign Bryce Harper. So, you know, they're <laughs> going to have the outfield of Judge in center, Stanton in left and Harper in right, obviously. So I don't know mm-hmm, if Brett Gardner mm-hmm. has a place on the team next year and it makes me it makes me sad. But as of right now, I'm still happy he's on the team and still doing what he does. And again, him being on the team is why I was still upset when they signed Jacoby Ellsbury originally because you know, they thought Jacoby Ellsbury would be a slightly better Brett Gardner and he's actually a much worse one. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really I feel like this I don't see how they could bring him back or why they would rather. Like, I mean, I know why they would is because of, you know, he's Brett Gardner and, you know, he's been a Yankee for so long, but they already, they have Stanton, Judge, and Hicks on the roster right now. And then freaking Ellsbury's still there. And then you got to remember Clint Frazier's still around. Exactly. And they're, you know, as to, you know, Florida. I don't think he's you know, a, he's, he's a lot, he's a Yankee, he's a Yankee for long though. I feel like, Clint Frazier's probably gonna be like a casualty. I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I do not know what they're gonna do, especially yeah. with especially with uh, Gardner, because again, they can't. You know, maybe they'll you know special advisor Ellsbury so they can pay him without having him on the actual team, which you know, like they. But did with... please don't special advisor him. I don't want any advice from him. <laughs> Look, it worked. For, it worked with A Rod, and yeah, A Rod. Yeah, and I, I want A Rod's advice. <laughs> that's true. It's like obviously A Rod has more, you know, baseball advice than Jacoby Ellsbury does. But they need to do something, you know. And if they want to put him in a Hal special advisory role as to, you know, how do you stay healthy on a team? You know, don't do what I did, kind of thing. I'm fine do, with that. Do the opposite of what Ellsbury does. Exactly. So. Look, I'm grasping for straws here. I'm grasping for straws here because I want Gardner to remain on this team. I I don't want to see Gardner in another uniform. That would make yeah, that would that would be very weird to see. Who knows? Maybe is it maybe if they let him go, he he just calls it a career. I was like, you know what? I've done enough. He's how old is he? I don't know. Like he's not thirty. 34? Once 34 was my guess. Yeah, let's... let's uh, so he's not, like, at retiring age, and I think he could help another team. 34. I do think he's... All right, I was right. Yeah, I just saw that, too. I do think, like, he's more valuable to the Yankees than he is to, like, other teams. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's going to be weird to see him in, on, like, the Pirates next year, or the Giants, or whatever, some random team. I mean, the Padres could probably use a Brett Gardner. The Padres could use a lot of things. That's true. So could the Rays. And man, you know, oof, the Orioles. Yeah. I mean, the Orioles might need a Brett Gardner because, you know, Adam Jones is a free agent next year. So That's true. He's probably gone. Machado's gone. Man, the Orioles are going to lose a lot of pieces, and they're having, like, a terrible start to their year. And they're not going to do anything about it. Again, like, I'm sorry, but... You have you have to try and get something for if this is going to be your year, you have to try to get something for both Adam Jones and Manny Machado, like now. At the very least, you trade Machado. <laughs> yeah, you know there are plenty of teams. But that yeah, can- they they both should not be Orioles come like August first or whenever the trade deadline is. Yeah, Zach Britton, he should be gone. Like you you have to try and rebuild. Is he is he alive? Is he? I don't know. 
I think he's dead. Maybe. Maybe, but I, yeah, I can't recall seeing him, but they're so bad. Like, their pitching is abysmal. I, I'm going to just throw a guess out there and say, like, they have the worst pitching ERA in the majors right now. That wouldn't shock me. No. I mean, I feel like the Reds might give them a, a little run for their money, but that's about it. Touche. The, the Reds are, like, atrocious. No, the they... Orioles... Team ERA is 23rd. Okay. They're at 43. Oh, who is the worst? Uh, the White Sox, closely followed by the the Reds, and then really Miami. Oh, the because... White Sox. Yeah. Uh, is James Shields still their number one starter? Because <laughs> is big game James, like, is he the number one starter? Because, yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> It's funny as the Marlins are, you know, also, but I, I thought the Marlins pitching was actually doing somewhat better. Like, I know they have that one, uh, who's, I think his name Did is just get... Jarlin, who is, <laughs> which is fantastic that they have both a Starlin and a Jarlin. And a Jar. But, yeah, I mean, he was doing well because, I mean, I think he threw a consecutive 10, like, no-hit innings. But, like, I think four or five of them came against the Yankees. But besides that, I don't know that they have anyone. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, yeah, O's pitching is is quite bad. And I don't see it getting better. So I think they are going to have to, like, trade Machado and Jones and just get what they can for him. And, like, I'll say this. Surprisingly... The uh, Blue Jays are doing really well. Yeah, I don't expect it to last, but I'm with it, especially while, you know, it's Curtis Granderson beating the Red Sox. Oh, that I was... could watch that every day for the rest of my life. I probably watched that home run a good, like, five, ten times yesterday in, like, every language possible because they had it in uh, <laughs> French because of uh, Canada. So I was like, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it, it was wonderful. We. Oui. But I don't know how long Curtis Granderson can su- sustain his early season su- success, but I'm, I'll take it for now because I do love me some Curtis Granderson. Look, I, I'll just say, like, enjoy the Blue Jays while you can because, oh, that is not going to be a fun team to face when uh, Vlad Jr. comes up and Bo Bichette. And they already have um, the Griel Jr. with Lourdes. Yeah. Like, he's, he's up right now. He's playing shortstop for them. And then, yeah, you're going to get Baby Vlad and Bo Bichette, and no, it's not going to be pretty. There's that one, there's that one player, like, uh, what is it? I forget, I'm not sure how you pronounce his first name, but his last name's Hernandez, and he's just, he has already become like slight, like a slight Yankee killer. like a, this, Oh, Teo Oscar? Yeah, Teo Oscar, yeah. Yeah, and, that guy. Yeah, him. And he's like the, Doesn't he have like... He's like the Jonathan oh, Scope of the Blue Jays for us. Yeah, he has like five home runs in ten games against the Yankees. Like, dude, chill. I know. Stop, stop your shit, guy. What's what's the deal? What did we do to you? <laughs> How have we hurt you? <laughs> like, did we kidnap the same dog that you know we did for Jonathan Scope or or Howie Kendrick? Oh my god. Oh god, Howie Kendrick. I never want to face that man. <laughs> no. When he the, one of the happiest days of my life was when. He moved to the National League. I'm like, thank God. Like, this happened. Yay. Well, 
by the next pod, I'll say this by the next podcast, we will probably talk about uh, Shohei Otani, who is you know been pretty good. Yeah, uh, the Yankees. They're they're only facing the Angels like in the stupid West West Coast, I think. Then they're heading to Houston after that. Oh joy! Well, it's good yeah. that it's good that they're winning the games now that they should be winning. So right. Thank you, Twins. Well, yeah. So they like this is vital because after the Angels, they have um, Houston, then I think Cleveland, and then the Red Sox oh, in like back to back to back. Oh lord. Yeah, uh, it's not gonna be fun. No, but, I mean offense. Keep keep doing your thing, please. I will say the Yankees do don't won't see Shohei Otani as a pitcher because since the winter happened and the Red Sox broke him, I think he pitches on Tuesdays now instead of Sundays. Whew. But we they should see him as a hitter, so that will be fun at least. Hopefully, yeah, not, I'll enjoy that probably more than watching him pitch. And yeah. I do like watching him pitch too. So, but not against us. I, I don't want to see that. Yeah, hopefully he has like a singles like in the second inning with nobody on, and that's about it. I'm so dreading Dude. this West Coast trip. I have no desire no. for it to happen. No, I'm, I'm over it already. I know. The only good thing I will say is like as the days progress, the start times happen earlier so friday is like a 10 p.m start time for like eastern then saturday's nine and then it's sunday night baseball so it starts at eight is it really sunday and it's like the one it's like the one time i'm happy to see sunday night baseball because i generally hate sunday night baseball oh, yeah. because that's eight o'clock start time on a sunday but i'll take it when it's eight instead of ten yeah although it should be four but you know i'll take it Plus, we get A-Rod. That's true. A-Rod in the booth. That's right. A-Rod's been good in the ESPN booth, from the little I've seen of him. I haven't really watched any Sunday night games, but I just, I mean, I would assume he's doing well because he's done well in his other attempts in, like, the booth, so. He sure has. But, all right. So, I think that about wraps it up for this Pasop. Yes, sir. All right. So a lot of good, a lot of good going on with the Yankees right now. A little bad. They're fun again. Yeah, the, they're fun again. Uh, Sonny Gray needs to figure his shit out. Please. Yeah. All right. You can, uh, you know, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave comments. Uh, like, comment, and subscribe on Facebook. Add us on Twitter at Pinstripe Alley. You can at me personally at I'm not an HR hitter. Shaw, where can they at you today? Mern's PSA. Ah. Merns! Merns! Ugh. Merns. But you can also comment on our website, pinstripealley.com, which you probably know if you do listen to the PASOP. It'd be weird if they listen to the PASOP and don't know pinstripealley.com, but hey, you never know. Hey, maybe they just found us on iTunes and said, you know what, I like the cut of their jib. I'm just going to listen I mean, there to are people who open their bananas from the bottom, so I'm not surprised by any type of person in this world anymore. <laughs> It's very true. <laughs> sorry, Caitlin. Calling you out on that again. I'm not sorry. Not at all. Reverse, ba- reverse bananas. Yeah, reverse <laughs> bananas. There we go. There you go. <laughs> all right. So, obviously, he is Kun Shaw. I am Greg Kirkland. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PSOP. Hopefully, uh, for our next PSOP, we'll have more good tidings of the Yankees actually overcoming the odds and winning in the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California of the United States on planet Earth in the Milky Way. Well, you forgot North America. Did I? 
I thought I said. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. You didn't mention which continent. You said what country, then you went straight to the planet. Like, come on, guy. Oh, sorry. So, I apologize for that. And <laughs> as always, of course, go Yankees. And thank you for pointing out my errors, Shaw. Burns. Burns. Goodbye.